0: on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together.
1: Why people do or don't have orgasms into kind of four different categories. One is frame of mind, so like mindset, what's going on internally, mentally. Second one is arousal, so whether you're getting turned on or not. Third one is stimulation, whether you're getting the right kind of stimulation for your body. And then the fourth one I call together, but really like it has to do with having orgasms with a partner. how, you know, how, how things are different or what might get in the way of having an orgasm with a partner, you know, things that are difficult when another person is in the room.
0: This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune into this week's episode. <laughs>
2: the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams, get your cream by any means, and being with self-esteem. Cream and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or FICA. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Crunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sin kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you she a savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These Black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. made you, but we know he showed out. Mahogany enchantress, blessings overflow now. Picture of success, seductive silhouettes on a spiritual quest. Manifest and be blessed. Mother, sister, auntie, tribe of Ashanti. Rocking your locks, a got a close crop blondie. The curse and the gift lift apply pressure. Nothing like a black girl getting a shift together. Nothing like a black girl getting a shift together. Nothing like a black girl getting a shift black girls are getting they shift together black girls are getting they shift together man these black girls are getting they shift together man these black girls are getting they shift together <laughs>
0: everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. This is a podcast about mental health and wellness, as well as self-empowerment for Black women. I'm your host, Ursula. I'm a transformation coach, a mental health and wellness advocate. And today, I'm all things orgasm, female orgasm. <laughs> Each week, I promise to deliver relevant topics and resources that affect our community. So just remember once we can identify the issue is when we can start to heal. Thank you for returning back to season two. This has been a great season so far. We have about four, uh, five more shows. And then we are on hiatus. We're going to make this real quick. This is a bonus episode today, but I wanted to let you all know about the website. It's blackgirlsgettingtheirshiftogether.com. It's been launched. Please go and take a visit. I have merch, digital products. More importantly, I have one-on-one and group coaching. Uh, The group coaching is my personal favorite. I have a tribe vibe and it's a twist on a ladies night. And it's a it's like a healing circle where we focus on self care and it's also done with a holistic approach. With that being said, we are going to get right into today's episode tonight. I have Dr. Erica Marchand, and she is located in Los Angeles. She is. A psychologist as well as a sex therapist i'm going to bring this beautiful woman out of the waiting room into the live room hey hey, hey dr erica how are hey. you hey ursula i'm so good how are you doing i'm well i'm well Thank you again for coming on. This was awesome. You all to let you know, we've done a lot of juggling to get this time slot together, but it's worth it already. You understand. We're going to start getting right into the meat of it. Cool. Can you tell us, how did you become a psychologist and what made you transition into becoming a couples therapist and a sex therapist?
1: Totally. Yes, yes, yes. So I love that you said your show is about mental health and wellness and, you know, kind of evolving into the person that we want to be and feeling how we want to feel and all that stuff. So that's my take, too. I'll tell you that what brought me to being a psychologist was honestly um, I come from a family where we have had mental health struggles. And, um, you know, I think in the past, especially psychological services haven't been, at least in my family, I don't want to speak for all Black families, but in my family, and I know in some other Black families, it wasn't perceived that, right? Yeah, that mental health services were something that we would take advantage of, or, you know, like, I can remember people saying, you know, you only go to see a psychologist if you're like, really bad off, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously, that's not the case. And and so what got me to this to to being a psychologist in this field was just wanting to understand better, you know, how, how do people build resilience in life? Like, how do we get through mm. tough times and still, right, like still thrive? And And how, how is it that some people can do that and other people don't manage to do that? And so then, and how can we help more people? How can I help more people do that? That was really, truly foundationally how I started out in my journey to be a psychologist. And I have, it was such a good career path for me. I love it. I found it fascinating. And so then, in terms of the sex and couples therapy specialty, um, I think similarly, it was something that I was always kind of interested in. But then also, you know, having grown up in the family that I did in the place that I did, I grew up in the South here in the US. um, We just didn't talk about sex. Nobody, no, didn't nobody talk about sex, (laughs) you know, Mm. other than like in my where I grew up was like, don't do it till you're married. And there was a lot of you know, a lot of shame around it and, and you know, pe- kids, people getting pregnant in eighth grade and, you know, just all of these negative consequences and shame and difficulty that I thought could be avoided if we could just have more open conversations about it. And so that's really what tracked me down this road to focusing on sex and relationships specifically. So a lot of it was like my own upbringing and my sense of like, oh no, this could be better. And so let's try to make it better.
0: Yeah, I love what you said. Going back to your path on becoming a psychologist, mm-hmm. is at what point do we start to learn how to do, not just live but to thrive? thrive. Wrong in my ears just now. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And may I give you a little backstory? I may have said this on my podcast before. My mom doesn't listen to this, but if it gets back to her, she <laughs> should probably deny it. Let me tell you, when. When I was younger and I started my cycle, mm-hmm. you know what the first thing my mother said? What? You make sure he wears his raincoat like she, like that. What did you think? <laughs> You're going to laugh. <laughs> really what I thought was, remember that? commercial way back in the day with the Gordon's fishermen. So all I see is this man, this white man with a yellow slicker on (laughs) and a plastic slicker, yellow hat. Hat, Right. What does that have to do with sex? And what does that have to do with my cycle? Right. That was the end of the conversation.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I can relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. The extent of my sex ed conversation was, don't be alone in a room with boys. Don't be alone in a room with a boy. That was it. And, you know, granted, I am sure, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I, I hope, I think that probably our moms had the best intentions and just didn't know what to say. I hope, right? But that's not helpful. Like, you had no idea what she was talking about.
0: No, because all I thought was fish sticks. Literally. (laughs) Right? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) It was just insane. And I do agree. There's a lot of shame that is associated with sex. And an orgasm was
1: definitely off the table. Didn't even know what it was for a long time.
0: No. Right. I would never talk to my child like that. like we're going to have a, a open candid conversation but yeah, yeah we no, don't want to no. have fish sticks conversation going on. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For. Let's get right into this. Um everyone just to let you know, we are talking about orgasms in particular the female orgasm and Dr. Erica has created a quiz about the female orgasm spectrum this is her take on it remember she is a sex therapist gotta take all tips wherever they come okay (laughs) now i've taken the quiz i'll tell you my results after but i really encourage everyone if you have not taken the quiz to click on the link after the podcast and just see you know the quiz is only 60 seconds and you'll get your results which uh Very interesting, by the way. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you took the quiz. Oh, heck yeah. And I like my results. (laughs) All right. So what is a female orgasm?
1: You know, my favorite definition of orgasm comes from not myself, but uh, a book that I love. It's called Come As You Are. The author is Emily Nagoski. Uh, She's a sex educator, and it's basically a book about female sexuality. And I honestly think it's the best one that has been written to date on female sexuality. So if you, you know, people want to learn more about their own sexuality or sexual response or, you know, issues that come up check out Come As You Are. I have no affiliation with her or that book, but I just think it's really good. And so her definition of orgasm is my favorite. It's really simple. She says it's the sudden involuntary release of sexual tension. Full stop. Sudden involuntary release of sexual, sexual tension. And so oftentimes that comes after you know, getting really turned on that comes after, you know, experiencing sexual pleasure. Um, Oftentimes, it is very pleasurable itself. Sometimes there are like pelvic floor muscle contractions that go along with the orgasm, kind of a throbbing feeling. But the reason I love her definition is because not everybody experiences the same thing when they have an orgasm, you know, some people have the fireworks and like kind of the like the 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 sort of stereotypical depiction of an orgasm and then other people don't for other people it's you know it can be much more muted or some people feel like you know i didn't feel the fireworks i just feel done you know like i feel satisfied for some people that is what an orgasm feels like um for other people some people laugh when they have an orgasm some people some people cry after they have an orgasm you know it's just like this very Broad spectrum of what people can experience. So I love that definition. It's the sudden involuntary release of sexual tension. And it can take a lot of forms for different women.
0: So is that com Is that cum? As you are, or come? As you so, are, come. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Come. Well, I yeah. Figured. Could have been either one, though, right? Given the topic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really, yeah. I thought that's what. Yeah. You know. um it's not myself, but I've experienced someone. He would laugh when he had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. That was different. Yeah,
1: some people laugh when they have an orgasm. Like it, it's in it. I think it's involuntary, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I bet it took you a little bit by surprise. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> what is going what's, on? what's funny? <laughs> right? Like yeah. No, <laughs> some people. Some people laugh when they have an orgasm. There's all kinds of things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do they happen from a clinical Mm -hmm. aspect?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think an orgasm usually is the result of um, sexual stimulation. And so by that, I mean, often physical stimulation and also mental stimulation. So So, uh, you know, physical, genital, usually clitoral stimulation, and then also mental stimulation being turned on by, you know, what you're thinking about or what you're doing. So adequate physical and mental stimulation, along with conditions that allow you to relax enough to have an orgasm. So that means like you feel safe, you feel comfortable. Again, I'm saying usually because there are always exceptions, but most of the time, this is what allows an orgasm to happen. You know, you feel safe enough, you feel comfortable enough, you feel, you know, your, your own mind is not getting in your way. You're not distracting yourself or pulling yourself back from it or feeling bad about what you're doing. So the conditions are right to feel comfortable. Awesome.
0: I, love, I love having mental sex first.
1: Yes. Yes. Right. Like getting the, like getting your mind involved, getting that mm. like, right. Kind of gets, you gets going, I guess your blood going. Doesn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah. The anticipation.
0: the Yeah. Yeah. So what happens if someone, or why wouldn't someone have an orgasm? Mm-hmm. It's a few, you know,
1: i I put, I put trouble with orgasm or why people do or don't have orgasms into kind of four different categories. One is frame of mind. So like mindset, what's going on internally, mentally. Second one is arousal. So whether you're getting turned on or not, third one is stimulation, whether you're getting the right kind of stimulation for your body. And then the fourth one I call together, but really like it has to do with having orgasms with a partner. Um, How you know how how things are different, or what might get in the way of having an orgasm with a partner? You know things that are difficult when another person is in the room, and so uh, I I can I kind of excuse me. What do you mean another person in the room, like a threesome? No, no, like a twosome, like as opposed Uh to having an orgasm by yourself. Got I mean, it. Orgasm or partner, Yeah. 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 Or sure. Like if you're talking about a threesome, that that's another one, like, you know, maybe, maybe there's more stuff going on that, that would get in the way of orgasm. So when I think of what gets in the way of having orgasms, I, I think there are things in each of those categories that can get in the way. So underneath, like in the category of mindset, um, you know, things in our own minds can get in the way. Like we were talking about, for example, uh, what we've learned about sex in our lives. Like, you know, I definitely learned like, you shouldn't have sex, you shouldn't do it, it's shameful. Um, And so that, right, so having that in your mind or, um, you know, a million other things that women learn about sex that are negative or difficult, that can get in the way of having an orgasm. Um, If you're not getting turned on enough, or you don't know how to get turned on, you don't feel comfortable getting turned on or showing that you're turned on, that can get in the way of an orgasm. You're not getting the kind of physical stimulation you need. Like a really common example is that most women need clitoral stimulation in order to have an orgasm. And so if um, if a woman's with a male partner and they're having intercourse, a lot of women expect themselves to be able to have orgasms just with intercourse. But uh, for most women that just doesn't provide enough clitoral stimulation to have an orgasm, right? So, so not getting the right stimulation and then um, when we talk about things that could get in the way of orgasm with a partner, you know, mm-hmm. I think about things like communication, like comfort yeah. with the other person, right? Like, mm-hmm. do they know what you need? Can you tell them what you need? All those things. So a wide variety of things can get in the way <laughs> of having an orgasm or supporting an orgasm.
0: Mm, so like you? I would love for you to come back so we could talk about that.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh, that's a whole other conversation.
0: I yes, and so needed. Yeah. So let's get right into it. From my understanding, there are five spectrums on the Air, Dr. Erica spectrum mm-hmm. of yes. orgasms. Can you go through number one and work our way up? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and
1: this is the orgasm spectrum is not like a scientific thing. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. This is my creation of a way to understand how different people have orgasms. So take it, you know, take it with, take it with that caveat. Like I didn't go out and, you know, survey thousands of people and decide, okay, this is how everybody fits into this spectrum. I thought, you know, from the experience that I have, this is, I think these are good descriptions of of yeah. uh, how people have orgasms. So the first spot on the spectrum is what I call a newbie. So someone who maybe hasn't had an orgasm yet or doesn't know if she has or not and is trying to understand like how to have one. The second spot on the spectrum is um, solo. No, elusive, elusive, sorry. (laughs) So elusive orgasms is so a person who has had, you know, has potentially had orgasms before, but they're not really uh, reliable and she might not know exactly why she has one sometimes and why she doesn't. They might be difficult to have, right? Would this be
0: solo or partner?
1: Either one, either one. Yeah, usually that's more of a, actually no, either one. I was gonna say usually it's more of a solo um, category but it could be either one actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the third spot on the spectrum is actually solo. So that's someone who can have an orgasm by herself but not with a partner. Um, Fourth spot is shy. So that's Mm -hmm. somebody who can have an orgasm by herself and sometimes with some partners, but it's not reliable and it might be difficult or uncomfortable to have an orgasm with a partner. And then the fifth level is confident, which means you can generally have an orgasm in any situation that you would like to have one, as long as the conditions are right for you. Mm -hmm. So
0: those are the five spots on the spectrum. So when I took the test, Mm -hmm. I know you saw the emails. Did you say, that's Ursula. no I didn't you know what I didn't I haven't um
1: I haven't kept up with yeah no I haven't kept up that closely that's so I love hearing that people took the quiz though yes yeah did I tell you what I scored what did you score I scored a number five confident Yay! and do you feel like that reflects you
0: Yes. However, Mm -hmm. if I put myself in different mindsets of different partners I have had. Yes. It can fluctuate between a five and a four. Isn't that interesting?
1: It's right here. It is. It's there. And and I think it's also between, you know, between us and our partner, too, because they have their own, you know, they're they're contributing something to the dynamic. Two, yeah but he yeah. sure is right yeah. <laughs> right yes <laughs> yes
0: but yeah I was a number five back. I was very happy that's awesome and yeah I was cool with whatever I scored I yeah. just I liked your take on it and I want to encourage everyone again to take the test so mm-hmm. instead of reading what Dr. Erica just said she has videos on mm-hmm. it you can see her pretty face on there and she explains <laughs> all five spectrums in detail. We just can't go into it now because this is a bonus episode and to respect her time. But I mean, she has to come back. I can come
1: back, I can come back. Yeah, 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 please do take the quiz. I think it's fun. And yeah, you get a video explaining your results. I tell you like about how many people who've taken the quiz score what you score. Um, And yeah, explain the spectrum in more detail. And I love, you know, and I think of the spectrum definitely not as a hierarchy, like one spot's not better than the other. Um, I I really do think of it as like a horizontal spectrum. And this is just a way to understand where you are on the spectrum and what you might need if you want to move to a different spot on the spectrum. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love, I love talking about orgasms. And I love that you saying you have confident orgasms, because I think a lot of times like you said when when people are talking to their kids about sex or when we learn about sex i think especially as women we don't learn about pleasure like nobody's teaching us about pleasure they're teaching us like to like not get pregnant right or not get a disease yeah or or, you know not do it with too many people it's all it's always about the bad stuff and so then i think we can arrive to sexual situations feeling a little bit you know just like unsure of ourselves Mm -hmm. and and that makes you know, that makes getting what you need sexually and saying yes to things you want and no to things that you don't want difficult. But if you know, like, if we know to go into a sexual situation for our own pleasure, it's a completely different mindset. It's not like it's totally different. It's like, okay, if this is for my pleasure and orgasm being, you know, part of that pleasure, then you know, I'm gonna ask for certain things, I'm gonna do certain things that I wanna do, I'm gonna, you know, like it, it orients you very differently to the sexual situation. And so, and I think it it really helps with feeling assertive and empowered and, you know, providing full consent to what we're doing because we're doing what we wanna do. So that's why I think, I know orgasm Um, it's a fun topic and I love talking about orgasms just for their own sake. But to me, Mm -hmm. that is also what orgasm represents, like that, that orientation to pleasure in sex and, and to feeling like we, you know, deserve that and own that and can arrive to sexual situations with that mindset.
0: Right. I love that. The mindset. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very much so. We're going to start wrapping it up because remember... We agreed on the 31 minutes. Thank you, Ursula.
1: <laughs> Ursula was so sweet, you guys. She emailed me and you usually do an hour long, right? I do. Yeah. And I said, can we do 30 minutes? Cause I'm I'm super maxed out right now. Like after this, I have to go see another client. And I said, you know, please, would it be okay to do a 30 minute one? And you said, can we do 31? I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> 31. So that's why it's shorter today. And I really appreciate your your generosity and flexibility in doing that.
0: Thank you for saying yes. Mm-hmm. And just to let everybody know, Dr. Erica comes with it, too, because when we were making the final confirmations and the gentle reminders and I she said, yes, I have you in my calendar for 31 minutes. <laughs> I hollered when I read that. I laughed so loud. I was like, okay, I like it. <laughs> Before we get off, may I ask you one question? Mm-hmm. I put on my my social media if anyone had questions for you mm-hmm. to inbox me and I'll read them anonymously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interestingly, the, I had five questions.
1: Yeah,
0: They were all from men and they all asked about female orgasm and squirting
1: oh seriously
0: i promise you i have That's my cutting. phone yeah. so what i did i pretty much combined all the questions and made it into one because of the time se, so they wanted to know is squirting a result of an orgasm is it pee urine and can anyone do it and is it usually okay i'm going in No, no, go ahead. And then the other part is, is it usually solo or with a partner?
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, So squirting is separate. It's a separate thing from an orgasm. Uh, It can happen with orgasm for some women, but sometimes it happens at a different time than an orgasm. Um, What squirting seems to be, as far as the research goes, is that it's not pee. It is actually um, you know how men have a prostate. Mm-hmm. And the prostate produces prostatic fluid that mixes you know mixes with other things to create semen. That's where mm-hmm. part of semen comes from. Well, women have so men and women, our, our genitals have um, the same types of cells, just organized into different shapes. So women have uh, what are the equivalent of prostate cells in the G-spot. So the G-spot is like on the, if this is a vagina and this is like, I'll I'll use this one. And this is like the stomach side of the the vaginal wall. The Mm -hmm. G-spot is is, uh, a group of cells here on the front side uh, or the anterior side of the vagina. And so those cells are similar to prostate cells and they also excrete a fluid. Right. And so for some women, um, a combination of that fluid and other kinds of vaginal like other vaginal secretions can uh, be expelled during sex Um, squirting. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think the jury is out on whether everyone can do it or not. Like some women just naturally have squirting as part of their sexual experience. Other, you know, I've certainly heard people say that you can learn how to squirt if you're interested in it. Um, I think there are actually online courses about it. So- Do you know of any I can post? You know what? I don't know of any myself, but I can reach out to a friend of mine who was telling me about this actually. Um, And I I can email that to you. We can can post it underneath. So yeah, my friend Kara. Um, Can everyone do it? Um, Oh, along with that, I think this is important to say because I get a ton of questions about squirting these days too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important for men and women both not to make it this like performance thing, you know, kind of this novelty thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, can you know, like, can you can you squirt for me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's it's yeah, it's squirt yeah, like right?
0: on demand.
1: And right, right, right. That it's very, I think it's really important to be um, mindful of not doing that. Like, of course, you like be curious about it. If you're if you would like to learn, try to learn, like see experiment, experiment with your partner, all that stuff. Um, But yeah, let's don't have it be like this other thing that women need to do sexually to be appealing. So fine line there. Um, And then that question, does it often come with solo or partnered stimulation? Oftentimes I think because of the location of those cells that produce the fluid, it it often happens more so with like internal vaginal penetration that's that's stimulating those cells. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that I'm sure that there are women who squirt just with external stimulation. So yeah, like masturbation.
0: So. That may be another topic. Hmm.
1: Wording is quite the topic.
0: Yeah, wording in the yeah. G spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's so the many, next topic. So I'd many, love many
1: interesting things in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll send you the link to make that calendar. Okay, okay. <laughs> get you on again. Sounds <laughs> good. That's so right. sure. everyone. I have to respect this sister's time. So if you would love Dr. Erica to come back on like I do, send me an inbox in the comment section. Say Throw some hearts up, and I will definitely have her back on. Any parting words, Dr. Erica, on this bonus episode?
1: Yeah, well, I wanna say thank you so much for having me, for inviting me. Thank you for doing such a fun chat. Thank you to your audience for coming. Um, Please take the orgasm spectrum quiz and and please show up for your own pleasure.
0: That's all. I love it. I love it. You know what, Dr. Erica? Hmm. You have definitely qualified as a black girl that has her shift together. Get out of here. I'm so
1: happy. Thank you. (laughs) That's an honor. Thank you.
0: You, you all have a great evening. Thank you so much, Doctor Erica. I'll reach out. I know you're a busy woman today. We'll talk soon. We'll talk soon. Okay.
1: Thank you, Ursula. Take care. bye
2: This for the queens. Sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and be. Cream, and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans. You eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor. Red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Crunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown. You guys give to the world this celestial body. Drink your water. Meditate. Sun kiss God. heavenly water. Levitate. Tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic. Melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish. Whether you she is savage, you a gift and a treasure You got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting their shift
0: Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate Please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends Thank you and I love you all